cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beats and Battlestar Galactica, where we, Malia and Lisa, talk you through the sci-fi original series, Battlestar Galactica. And um, this week, we are drinking a Little Creatures Bright Ale. It's our beer of choice. Well, it's someone's beer of it's choice. It's someone's beer of choice. It was my beer of choice. And that's because <laughs> it was surprisingly difficult to find God-related beers, even though we joked last week that it would be so easy you know obvious the title was i could not find any locally made beers that contain the word god or hand um in an obvious way two hands is a cafe isn't it yeah Yeah, and two hands make wine as well they don't have a they have a shiraz um yeah but when it comes to beer we we shouldn't we've learned our lesson on being so arrogant about how simple it will be but if you are have if you are a local brewer and have a beer that involves God or hand, mm. uh, hit us up because yeah, I, I'm I'm sure that there must be other drinks out there. But we've got little creatures because it has uh, their logo has a little cherub, little angel holding a beverage, and um, you know angels iconography associated with God, longbow to draw. But let's work with it. <laughs> I think that's our new beer theme like generally every week is just <laughs> like, <boat> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so um yeah we're drinking little creatures bright ale this week and lisa i believe we have some listener feedback we do from the other lisa it would be really it's just it's with the same name so it's always really confusing <laughs> there's some really great feedback on the bastille day episode which is quite um you know quite appropriate because we've just had bastille mm. day this week so um so uh someone from america obviously um I'll just read it out. There's no other way to do it. So she said, the main thing I wanted to contradict you on is that um, President Roslin is not democratically elected at all. Uh, That's the kind of problem with the power set up in the show, as you pointed out. And it does come back later in a bigger way. Um, Assuming that the governmental structure is based on American government, since the producers of the network were American, the Secretary of Education is part of the cabinet appointed by the president and confirmed or denied um, by the Senate. Um, So the American people have no say in picking these people um, except for the phone calls they can make to their representatives to voice their opinions. Um, so the interesting thing is that our new Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, who's very nervous, um, which I thought was a great example, um, was nearly denied her position by the Senate because she's uh, dreadfully, drastically evil and incompetent. But Republican uh. Congress members banded together and the um, good guys didn't have the votes, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, my point is none of these people leading the fleet were chosen to lead. Roslyn's mm. position is legal but not democratic, and Adama's side of things is ruled by the sword. Which is interesting to see how they avoid or don't avoid the pitfalls of these roles. Um, so that was, sorry for my clunky reading out, but that was generally no, it's it. such it's such good feedback. Such good feedback, because really we're from Australia yeah. and we have a really different system. Yes. So yeah. um, I have definitely studied the way that American politics works, but oh. I sort of think in my mind, because all of our ministers have to be elected, and mm. that includes our prime minister, which is like our president, who, if they don't get elected in their electorate, can't lead the party, which is crazy. Kind of hilarious when it does happen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or when their party just decides, as they frequently do, that (laughs) they just... (laughs) Because it's a spectator sport, Australian politics. (laughs) 
But we do, if everybody who's a secretary for anything, or we, we do call them ministers, mm. Um, mm. you are right. They, are, um, they have to be elected. So I think that we were kind of wrong on that point, which... Um, yeah, no, it's a really great pickup. Mm. And a good conversation. I mean, as, um, as Lisa mentions, you know, this point will come up again in, in the, um, the show. So it's good to know that, mm. um, you know, we're going to no get spoilers. it right now. No she spoilers. She said no spoilers. And yeah. thank you so much. I really appreciate it um, for everybody on social media who's been... So more good. or less great with no spoilers apart from one small slip up but that's okay um people make mistakes but mostly everyone's been super good so thank you very much and yeah great feedback please keep it coming great feedback mm. um yeah so yeah keep it coming keep in the uh tweets and the emails and slide into our dms you know <laughs> all of the things <laughs> all of the things um but this week we're going to talk about the 10th episode of the first season it's called the hand of god it was directed by Jeff Woolnow. Um, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name as usual, uh, <laughs> but it's his first time directing for um, BSG. And it was written by Bradley Thompson and David Weddle, who you might remember, Lisa, wrote our most most agreed upon disliked <laughs> episode so far, Act of Contrition, a.k.a. Mm. it's the Akadama flashbacks. Mm-hmm. A.k.a. did you know they had a thing at some point? I Starbuck heard that. Akadama? Yeah, I think mm. there's alluded to in the show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we heard about that maybe again this week. Mm. Anyway, um, it's okay, you know, Bradley and David, you are forgiven because I really like this episode. Mm. Um, I don't know. What did you think, Lisa? I liked it as well. Um, I felt more, I mean, I guess especially after last week's very, like, character driven, mm-hmm. which is usually what I like. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, you weren't much of a fan. I was kind of, I liked it more, but I think this was much more of like a return to the battle style. What we know I feel like it should be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it was a great episode. Um, really liked it. Mm. I really liked how like, I thought it was a really great um, tense episode. Like mm. you really felt the tension and the action scenes were really well executed. I mean, I'm a fan of action when you actually know what's going on. Mm. I really, um, I find a lot of action now, like all the like Marvel Cinematic Universe, like a lot of the directors, Michael Bay, like these enormous problems with shooting action just to be like flashy and splashy, but like you don't know what's going on. Yeah. So what I think they did really well was like, it was very clear, even though they had their like, you know, like battleships set up that like, this is where this person is going. And then you would watch them and see what was going on. And it made it really like. I have one gripe about this episode, which we'll come to in the beat by beat. But um, aside from that, yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. And it was the first time. So I've heard a lot from other people about the music in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. And it was the first time that I really started to understand. Bagpipes, yo. Yeah. But but I think it's really cool. And I think it is because, I mean, um, uh, oh my gosh, I've just had a total brain freeze. The guy who is the showrunner. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I heard his, I've heard a brain. Oh freeze my goodness, we're the worst podcast host ever. Um, uh, Ron, Moore. Ron Moore, yeah, because Sorry, he does Ron. Outlander as well, and yes. I've been told to watch that show, and um, and that is a kind of Scottish mm-hmm. theme as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, hearing it this time, I was like, oh, I understand. I'm, so, I think I'm starting to understand the musical style, and mm. I, I really enjoyed that of the episode. Um, I thought it was, it's really different for a. Um, for a sci-fi TV show. It is. To be yeah. like very Scottish yeah. bagpipe music. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also part Scottish, so. Are you? Yes, huh. I am. That's Look why what I'm I learned. Super white. <laughs> <laughs> Moon tan. Moon tan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Should we get into the beat mm-hmm. by beat? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we start with a reminder that Roslyn is on Kamala Extract. Starbuck and Apollo have sexual tension. Starbuck's been training the pilots, which she called Nuggets and didn't like very much yeah. not that long ago. And that um, Caprica Boomer, aka Sharon, has gone on the run with Hilo. Because um, I guess we're getting to that point in the season now where it's like, you know, mm. week to week, got to check in. Mm. Um, but then we, we start by finding out that there's this fuel so- shortage in the fleet. They've been in space 36 days since the destruction of the colonies. Um, but I think it's called tili- Tilium yeah. Fuel. Yeah, Tilium Fuel Reserves. Um, so the fleet's fuel reserves are down to 5%. Gee, I wish which, um, you know, and Apollo hadn't used so much fuel trying to find yeah. stuff. <laughs> I know, I know. You have to think like, hmm... That yeah. went real quick. Anyway, yeah. um, Rosalind addresses the press, mm. um, who are understandably like, this is frightening. What are yeah. you going to do? But also, I think they're quite <laughs> a little harsh to her because it's not like this is a situation she had control, she control over. control over, no. Um, so I, also, like, if they, but they probably weren't expecting, like, all those ships when, you know, the colonies were attacked wouldn't mm. have been expecting to, like, be without a fuel refill for 36 days. Absolutely. So. And not to mention at the beginning when they were constantly jumping, mm-hmm. um, which probably took up a lot of their reserves. Yeah. Um, so I found that, like... I, I got a bit annoyed and like I know that's how journalism is and I know that that's sometimes the case when like things are out of people's control but I was like guys give her a break but Lisa they had exposition to deliver they needed to make sure that we understood that fuel is rare and there's only two jumps left of power and that the contingency plan is not really very airtight <laughs> Like, I just found this scene. Yeah, I agree with you. I was like, they're being really, like, way harsh. But then I was also like, way exposition. Like, yeah. you can read that the writer was obviously like, okay, we need them to understand all this stuff about this Tilium <laughs> fuel, which we've never really talked about. So let's just pack in a press conference and get those questions it's out very, there. very, like, there's a lot of journalists. Wait, were mm. they on the plane with President Roslin at the beginning? Or where there just happened to be a lot of journalists? So people have just taken it up as a career. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, she she was a minister you or, yeah. um, you know, secretary um, prior to, you know, the destruction of the colonies. Mm. And I imagine that, like, tr- she would travel with it, like, kind of like Air Force One. Like, there would be journalists in the fleet yeah. um, that would, you know, accompany her when she does press. Because, like, you know how there was, like... Um, the press briefing that she gave yeah, at the yeah. Galacticus decommissioning. So I imagine people had gone on that or were on that ship oh, at yeah, the time because, she was because doing they were profiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay, I, I don't imagine that like she as an individual politician would have like a huge press um, well, no, no, not at the no, time. No. Anyway, and I think, yeah, I don't think like there were probably many journos on like all they the probably civilian weren't. fleets. Yeah. I think it was probably just some people that were stuck there from the beginning. Mm. But at least they've got a job. Yeah, so stuff I mean, to do. Money doesn't really. Well, there's something to do. Yeah, I think mm. it's a better way to put mm. it. Yeah, um, but um, yeah. Anyway, they've got only two jumps left of power. Um, they don't really have a contingency plan. Mm. Um, they just jump, like the president says, they jump to the nearest planetary system and everyone's like, well, hopefully it's good because we know that, you know, they have been making a lot of jumps and they've only found water, like it took them a long time to find the water. Mm. Um, they've not stumbled across any other colonies, you know, any, any other kind of livable systems. Um, anyway, so they don't have a very good uh, airtight plan. Um, but while Rosalind's giving this announcement, she begins to hallucinate about snakes. Um, which is crazy which and is just cr- out of nowhere. And yeah. I kind of love it. But like, also, she keeps herself together well. Yeah. I mean, I like, she's not like that professional. I would lose but my then shit. she's still like, yeah, she's like way more professional than Bolter, <laughs> who is like constantly like, what? Uh, uh, uh. 
<laughs> you know, and it had like she's like covered, like her hands are like covered in snakes. And like she's I like, would I'm not just be gonna cool. be calm about this because no one else seems to be doing anything about it. So yeah. maybe I'm imagining it. Yeah, it was um it was it was cool. I really liked the way it was shot. Yeah. Um so yeah, she has this kind of freaky experience, um, just to kick off the episode. Mm. Um we have a scene with Crashdown and Boomer who are scouting for fuel in the asteroid fields while Boomer teases Crashdown about this girl who he has a crush on. Um how, what are the chances of them both finding the thing twice? I know. Hand of God. <laughs> Hand of God. And, I mean, we can talk about this <laughs> later in the themes, but I, I think that there's something in Boomer being involved. Probably. But then that doesn't make sense with the water, except that she was... Okay, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Okay, we'll okay. come back to that in themes. Yeah. But, yeah, it is very, like, very lucky. Like, you know... How lucky. Yeah, Crashdown's just like, oh, my God, we're going to be, like, you know, heroes again or whatever uh, because they find that, that there's this asteroid directly ahead mm. <laughs> that is Tilium um, within, you know, 12 light years of their fleet, apparently. So they've been jumping around to search for it and mm-hmm. they've, they've got one relatively close. Um, but, unfortunately, it is swarming with Cylons. Mm. So... You know, win some, lose some. Yeah. Um, they report back to the command deck, and on the command deck, um, Adama and Co, or Adama and Ty, um, talk about how to get the fuel out. Apparently, it's enough to last them for 12 years, mm. so it's very valuable. Um, I mean, I don't know how they would store enough for 12 years. It's kind of, yeah, again, it's like I think it's never good thing. to go into that. Yeah. True. Like, just <laughs> slippery slope. Yeah. It's like, there, there's enough. There's a lot there. <laughs> there's a lot there. They'll work it out. They'll find a place for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we won't have this episode again. Like this theme of this episode of finding, you it's know, like, like the water. We're like, gonna they find got the water now. all forever, and yeah. we're never gonna have to worry about it again. So good, yeah. Um, so Apollo and Ty are bickering over the best approach. Dharma cuts in to just be like, in you know, in classic Adama style, he's like, "We'll take it from the Cylons." Yeah, <laughs> like which no discussion. I love that's what we're doing. I loved it. <laughs> I loved that he was like, pointed out. "Let's go fight it." Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, no. This is what's happening. Mm. Um, he tasks Starbuck with giving input on the approach for the fuel retrieval because of her out of the box thinking. Yes. Um, so he, as know. an out of the box thinker, I appreciated that. I'm like, yeah. I would hope that people would come to me in a crisis yeah. and be I, like, yeah. do your crazy thing. And again, we see how much like you know Adama in this episode. Throughout the episode, we see how much he respects Starbuck. I also um, liked it because it was just a group of guys talking about it, mm. and I was like. This is four men discussing like the future mm. of humans. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. bring in some women. <laughs> bring in the ladies. Bring in the ladies. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, he um he comes to chat to her about that. While that's going on, Roslyn um speaks to the priestess. Um, I think her name is Iyoshi, Elosha, Elosha. Um, the priestess. Yoshi, that just makes me think of Mari. <laughs> <laughs> I think she wears like a kind of hat. It's kind of intricate. <laughs> anyway, um. Yes, so she goes to see the priestess, or she brings the priestess in. This is the one that we saw at the beginning of the season. Yep. He gave that speech, um, or, you know, when they were um, having the funeral service right at the beginning. Um, so she is a priestess of the gods, the human religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, Rosalind talks to the priestess about her, her dreams that she's been having, and the, um, she, she kind of puts it, or frames it in the idea that it might be from the Camilla extract, because that yep. was, like, supposed to be a side effect um but when she describes her most recent vision about these snakes the priestess like freaks out mm. and is like oh you're just having me on because you've read pythia um the president's like no i haven't and she's like oh well 
exposition for you. <laughs> Pythia was an oracle 3,600 30, uh, years ago who apparently predicted the apocalypse and that the leader of the fleet, um, you know, would be kind of like shown this vision of serpents or that she would see, she says like seven and five, serpents no. numbering seven and five or nine ten and, and two. Ten and two, yeah. Cool. Numbers. Numbers. Um, you know, she's so, going to see these serpents yeah. and then um, she's like the lead, she's going to lead them to the new world, but she won't survive to see it. Yeah. So is there any, is Pythia a reference to anything? Um, I mean, off the top of my head, no. <laughs> um, like, I don't, like, in terms of, like, ancient In terms like, of, mythology, like, real life mythology. I mean, I would have to look it up. Off the top of my head, it's not, like, super familiar, but it, mm. it could. I mean, if we know about the way that Battlestar used, like, references previously, probably. Mm. Um, I love that, like, Pythia as this kind of, like, ancient, um, you know, oracle is a woman. Like, mm. that was really cool. Mm. Um, because, you know, most of the way that stories are handed down and, and who is kind of cast as leaders and whatnot in a lot of religions is... Um, or, like, you know, like the Book of Job, the mm. Book of Matthew. Yeah. Like, you know, it was cool for Pythia to be a, um, a lady. Um, but, yeah, you know, kind of there's this prediction that the leader was dying and that she won't make it to the new land. And the president's like, oh, well, you know, she's like, oh, so you're not sick, though. That's fine. The president's like, mm, awkward, I am. Yeah, Guess do you I'm think not she told live. her? Is there some kind yeah, of, like, confessional open, privilege? Mm. Because I thought about that because I was like, it's interesting that she confessed that she's been using the Kamala extract because I'm sure that that mustn't be used. Like, I mean, we don't know much about it, but... It, do, it seems like an alternative therapy. That Doesn't people seem would like know about? That, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I found that interesting. So it's interesting to know whether or not this is kind of like going to a priest for a confession and, mm. like, you know, she's keeping it private. But it was a lot of, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, I'm just, I just looked up. Pythia mm-hmm. um, and Pythia or Oracle of Delphi was the priestess and we know Delphi is a um, city on um, Caprica mm. we hear about that elsewhere in the episode but in um, ancient history Pythia was the Oracle of Delphi Delphi she was a priestess who held court at the at Pitho which is the sanctuary of the Delphinians a sanctuary d- dedicated to the Greek god Apollo um, so Pythia, Pythians were highly regarded for it's believed that they channeled Pythia was highly regarded because it was believed that she channeled prophecies from Apollo himself. Interesting. Mm. Especially that it's related to Apollo. Yeah, I'm not yeah, that's interesting. Um I'm not gonna say anything about the Apollo connection. Um, but I find it really interesting that they have that worked into Delphi, which is a place we're hearing quite a lot about at the mm. moment. But yeah, real. Real mm. uh, real lady. Real oracle. Real time mythology googling. <laughs> Not just about uh, Battlestar Galactica. Um, yeah, so there was that scene. And then we have a scene with Apollo, Ty, Starbuck, and Adama who are working out the plan to retrieve the fuel um, yeah. from that. So asteroid. this is my gripe with this episode. Okay. Where the frack did they get these Cylon models from? <laughs> because I, they are in like a crisis mode. There is not someone sitting out the back mm. being like, I'm going to make these amazing Cylon plastic things. And they didn't know what they looked like before. Mm. It's like, we just happened to have these like models with the Cylon shape. Sorry, that really annoyed me. And I know it's really stupid, but like, it was just like, but I me, believe you may or may not have just told me you can't think too much about these things. I know, but it was just like, <laughs> it was just such an obvious, yeah. like, no, I agree. 
It's like you could have just done it with like a, a computer screen or mm. like just had something else that you were using that wasn't that. But they wanted to play Battleship. You... <laughs> okay, the, the general <laughs> Battleship thing drove me insane anyway because it was yeah. like very overly dramatic and just like yeah. moving and, and that comes up later. But I was just like so annoyed. Like if they had models of everything else, that would be totally fine. You just with wanted me. to see like the one guy like you know, walk past like carving something in yeah. the hallway. So you could be like, or, Oh, it's that guy who oh, made that it. Guy who made it. Or even if it was like wooden yeah. or yeah. something, I'd be yeah, like, yeah, Oh, yeah. someone just made those for hmm. this weird thing. thing. But like, you know, they could have, I, uh, anyway, I guess they're trying to show that they're not using technology extensively and whatnot, but like it drove yeah. me crazy. It was and very so like stupid military. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's really stupid for me to hate, but it annoyed me so much. It, it took you out of the So moment. out of the episode. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, it doesn't make any sense. Fair enough. Also, Apollo was like flexing his muscles in his shirt. Like it looked like really? every time in my mind, this is what I saw. Cause it looked like every time he was leaning, it was like, Oh yeah, so I'm just like leaning over here. So weird. I don't know. That I think I was so pulled out at that point. I started noticing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about this in the previous episode. Um, how like when you you realize like you're criticizing or you, when you when you're noticing those details, that's when you're not enjoying something because yeah. you're like taken out of. And the it was experience. just this momentary thing. Yeah, but it was like that one thing pulled me out, and then I was like, is Apollo just like every, he's just like leaning in a way that's just like. You know when it's like that guy stretches up to be like, oh, I'm just like... Mm-hmm. And 1001! Like, <laughs> 1002! Oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> that was kind of how I felt with him. And I was like... <laughs> anyway. Just, uh, yeah, you know, just flexing. Mm. Sorry. Flexing for the ladies. Aside from that, this episode Aside was great. That. Aside from that. No, that's that's fair criticism. I, um... Yeah, where did they get the figures? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we just have them lying around, exactly yeah. the same shape of Cylons. I did like Starbucks serving up some SmackDown. Yeah, um, you know, was really she's great. like Ty and Apollo's plan is just a textbook plan. Yeah. It's not going to work because if they've got brains, they're just going to like realize that it's a crappy plan. Mm. And Adama's like, "Yep, I'll back you up," which yep. again was believable. Yeah. Um. So Starbucks are just making the patrols part of the plan and using decoys to divert the attention. And then once the base is undefended, sending their Vipers out to take to take the Cylons out before getting the Tilium. Mm. So it's like drawing them off the base. Um, yeah. Which, look, I don't think that's out-of-the-box thinking. It's not that out-of-the-box. No. <laughs> but I guess it's not like, we're just going to like fly at them and blow them up. Like, it's yeah, yeah less textbook. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adama... Um, talks to the president about it. He gives the president this really crude metaphor to get it across the line. Like a schoolyard bully. Yeah, he's like, there's a bully that's got to be taken out. Sometimes, like, Adama stuff really works, like the lines, because he's so hammy. Mm. But then sometimes it's just, I'm like, "Uh, you don't Mm. exist. Well, I assume you don't exist in a world where you've watched, like, Sylvester Stallone films. So, like, (laughs) how do you get all these, like, meaty lines, like, you know... No one showed you how to be that way, no. like to have all those cliches. Um, so it it was really very cliche, that line. Very cliche. <laughs> yeah, not. sometimes I'm down for it, sometimes I'm not. <laughs> Wasn't down for it then. Um, they also brief in Bolter because he's the science, Cylon expert. And we have another appearance of James, James Callis's chest hair. Yeah, I know, um, right? Which I'm now never going to be able to not look at. Thank you, Melia. <laughs> <laughs> it'll get you, it'll get you. Um, yeah, yeah. He Bolter and his chest hair are briefed on the operation to mm. provide some sciencey input. Mm. He says some sciencey things. Um, and has no fracking idea. None. None. And I love that like, he's just like, you just need to hit the right spot to get it. And they're like, and where would that be? And he's like, 
hey, can I phone a friend? And internally it's like dialing up six, like, hey, what's this? What's going on? She's like, I don't know. Um, what I thought was interesting is like, do you think it's the first time we've active, actually seen Bolter like dip into his own head or whatever to be like, hey, can I get some help? Because often um, she's like, do this, say that. Yeah, that's but true. This was like literally him being like, oh, just hold on one sec. And then he's like, how mm, mm, <laughs> Like, hey, hey, six, you can help me out with this. Um, I'm trying to think back now. I mean, definitely he's been in situations that are similar where she has been giving him advice. Yes, but, but I don't like, know if he necessarily him, asked her. Yeah, and like in the moment, like usually he's just like, um, uh, um, and then she's like, say that. But like in this moment, you know, <laughs> he's like, hey, can you help me out? And she's like the worst phone a friend ever. She's just like, talks about God. And like he's like, God, God doesn't take sides. And he's like, oh, like he only wants your love, yada, yada, yada. And like then she gives him this painful like crick in the neck. Yeah, um, which is... She's the... No help at all. No help. <laughs> so then he just improvises on points that are part of the map. And he's like, wait, there do you we think go. that maybe that might be the hand of God? Well, I love, I love <laughs> when like immediately after that scene, he's like, God didn't speak to me. I was totally lying. <laughs> he just like <laughs> says to Six immediately after. But she's like, God works in mysterious ways. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. Could have been some kind of, well, there, there was a hand at work, but... Maybe there was a spiritual hand at work. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, maybe he, he just guesses. got lucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He um, yeah. He points at the map because people continue in this show to take Bolter at face value, even though he's lying through his teeth almost all the time. Yeah, they're like, cool. All right, that's where we got to aim for. <laughs> so you know, they they're going in a direction that we know he has talked out his ass about. Mm, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, it's great. Good times. Live for it. Um, Adama tells Starbuck that Apollo's going to lead the force and she needs to sit it out because of her knee. I do like <laughs> what he did there because Just I'm a really stubborn the person on and as on. well. <laughs> and it was a very fatherly thing to do. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm not going to just tell you, no, you can't. I'm going to show you why. Yeah. My <laughs> dad would definitely do that um, <laughs> my dad who has definitely come into my room and woken me up hungover to go run stairs wow yeah i know it's a harsh it's life drama. that i lived yeah <laughs> but i so i appreciated that i was like that's exactly how my dad would react to situation <laughs> you're like ah, it's actually i think this. he's literally done almost exactly the same thing to me before um yeah right life, so yeah i think i oh, came you had to fly myself. a viper no or you wanted to but you were injured trying to fix the silo <laughs> But I think I came back from a self-defense class as like a kid and was like, oh, I learned all these self-defense moves that I can totally get out of situations now. <laughs> and um, he's a really big guy and he just held onto my hands. He's like, get out of it. <laughs> and I was like, he's like, don't be stupid, fucking run. Which I thought was great. Mm, yeah, That is good advice. Yeah. <laughs> really good advice. Thanks, yeah. Dad. Shout and out I mean, to Dad. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Friend of the pod. Uh, <laughs> I like that, you know, Starbuck as well, like, she's like, I'm the best pilot in the fleet. He's like, I know you are, but, like, you're not, like, this is not something you can do right now. Yep. Like, yeah, it was very fatherly. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised that she actually did stay home. Yeah. Like, I was so certain at the end of that scene that she was just going to be like, <laughs> whatever, and would appear in a Viper, like, ten minutes later. Yeah. So I really liked that she respected yep. that and was like, yeah, you're right, I can't. I liked her Even after she would this never episode. Me too. Actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Um. 
So Starbuck advises Apollo on the operation and he's like, you don't think I'm up to this? And he's like, you know. <laughs> I love your Apollo voice every time. He's so good. He's so whingy, you know, like, yeah. mm, poor man Tom Cruise. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I did like him in this scene. I liked him in this episode. Like, yeah, he admits he'd right. like to have her there, um, but it's not an ego trip, which I'm like, it is kind of. Like, you're the captain's son. The captain, well, the commander openly tells people that Starbuck is the best pilot. <laughs> And, like, of course it's an ego trip. Like, you want to be like, I can do it myself, Dad. Like, you know, it's, it's, he only gets one shot, one opportunity. This is, this is his one shot. Are we going to start rapping now? <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not going to inflict that on you. Don't worry. Yeah, we did get a very big head shake just then from our producer. He's like, please don't rap. Please don't rap. Don't do it to yourself. I think we need to make a don't Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I think we need a Battlestar Galactica rap now. Oh, my God. That's the final episode. We're just going to do it in a really – no, that's too painful. <laughs> to be determined. Um <laughs> Oh, oh my god, Battlestar We better repeat Garactica. that. Battlestar Galactica. Good puns from producer Tom, who doesn't have a microphone. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> With puns like that, you know, hook you up. Oish. Um, anyway, in the. Um, Back, back on the Galactica, there, uh, you know, there's a sleepless night for Adama and Apollo. They have a manly heart to heart. Oh, with we get Scottish more, music. Yeah, with bagpipes, um, which is very like the Shire theme from Lord mm. of the Rings. Um, so I'm, I'm a fan. I felt like it did get a very, it became very brave hearty at the mm. end of this episode. Mm. But I liked, I liked the theme in this scene because yeah, it really reminds me of the Shire theme from Lord of the Rings. And for those who don't know, I am a Lord of the Rings tragic, like a lot worse than I am about Battlestar. Um, and so the fields, the, the fields. fields get me, um, <laughs> you know, Apollo talks about his inferiority complex a little bit. Adama admits his dad is a better dad than he was. <laughs> and there's bagpipes. And then Adama says, because you're my son. And there were so many fields. So many fields. I had it in caps. The fields. The so, fields. <laughs> you know that Shia theme works. <laughs> um, the lighter. Yeah, that's good. Things. Oh, yeah, the lighter. That was lame but yeah you know. if you bring it back if you don't bring it back I'll Ugh. what did he say I'll I thought that the cigar was more meaningful than the lighter by the way oh like, like I was like when Starbuck gives Apollo the when Starbuck the cigar gives at the anyone end, a I was cigar, like wow that's meaningful, that's meaningful. whereas yep. I was like meh the lighter yeah it's a thing it's an heirloom whatever but then they couldn't have done this serious look over mm. at each other and they're incapable of actually it. just like being like I love you yeah like it's like have a lighter they're men mm. Mm. no feels no feels. um anyway we had feels <laughs> the operation kicks off everyone is like on edge there were some edgy scenes of people being tense except Callie who was just kind of like chilling yeah that was really weird to me I don't know why they showed a scene of the chief looking stressed because we haven't really seen him for the last few episodes mm. but then Callie's just like kicking back chilling out <laughs> yeah um and the dramatic moving things across the board yeah, yes, because, you know, it was they want you to remember that that thing exists for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> We've never seen it before. Drove me insane. <laughs> now, what I didn't understand is, like, the president acted like she was surprised about the decoy, but I swear that they, when I rewatched it, I was like, they told her about the decoy. Or did they not tell her there about it? There was double decoys. There was the Double reserve. decoy. I was okay. confused about that, too. Because I was like, yeah, they, they mentioned decoys, but then they're like, you know how she's like, well, no, Volta's like, well, where's our reserve? Or, you know, being hysterical at some mm. point. And they're like, we don't have a reserve. But then they're like, psych, we do. <laughs> like, you know, like I felt like, yeah, that 
that was like I mean you would never tell Bolter like no he was like the, you probably shouldn't you, tell him anything no you should probably just lock him up somewhere <laughs> Yeah. He'll have a lot of fun with his head anyway. <laughs> exactly. He'll mm. be fine. Anyway, the operation kicks off. They play some more battleship. Um, you know, it's some tense scenes. Um, anyway, the Silence take the bait. They launch most of most of their fighter force. Um, Starbuck, Starbuck has this, like, like, really, like, bitchy moment where she's like, I just hope Lee can, you know, hold it together kind of thing. And Adama's like, you need to relinquish control. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Starbucks. That's, like, pick your target. Like, yeah. why would you bitch about a guy to his dad? Yeah. Like, he just gave him his lighter. Feels. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you hear the Scottish music? Yeah. Couldn't you hear the bagpipes? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that was a weird moment. But the Silans, um, you know, the Silans take the bait and then they send more raiders, raiders at the Vipers. Um, but unfortunately, they have heaps and heaps of raiders. So they outnumber the Vipers five to one, mm. um, which, you know. It's pretty standard. Yeah. Like, they're the end of humanity and they're like, Cylons can just, you know, manufacture more robots mm. and they've had plenty of years to develop this plan. Anyway, a bunch of call signs I don't really remember hearing get blown up. Like, uh, some of them I remembered. There was um, one girl who I'd seen before and Chuckles, the Asian guy who we saw. Yeah. We saw him earlier when Starbuck was addressing the um, yeah. nuggets. Um, but, you know. There was, like, a bunch of call signs that were like, blah, blah. Like, and Starbuck just, yeah. like, getting sad, which is fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, like, Bolter of the people, you know, he's just, when he's like, this sounds fracking awful. Mm. Like, I was like, yeah, you are all of us. Because I actually yeah. think it was more effective when you just hear them all, like, being shot and being like, ah, like, over the um yeah. the loudspeaker in they the They did that in Star Wars quite mm. a bit as well. Yeah. And it is really effective because you, you're sort of seeing the position of Starbuck as well and, like, mm. you know, yeah. usually she's there and... And you see her, like, she's quite shook. Yeah. Like, you can see her, like, obviously when you realise it's, like, a twist, you're like, oh, like, mm. you know, was it really ever that stressful? But I, I still think, like, if you are a manager and you're a leader and there's people in your team that are, like, you know, your actions are going to have... Um, cause them to potentially like lose their lives like that would be an enormously stressful situation mm. to be in um absolutely mm. so the um yeah the vipers uh, are bought strike one um after this kind of like at- you know attack from the cylons um and the cylons are at this point turning towards galactica and away from the decoys um that's when we get that line from Vi- uh, from volta being like where's our reserve and they're like there's no reserve vipers Mm. um so they're basically sitting ducks Mm. um but then we kind of get this like little you know yeah sneaky move where Starbuck gets D to send that message to Apollo um they've got other vipers hidden in the freighters um you know the president's surprised that she wasn't informed but I mean Adama's like it was my call because old habits die hard (laughs) I was like why would you say it was a tactical decision and like, or just you know, let her know. Like, yeah. What is what she going to do? Know why. Call the Cylons and be like, "Hey, by the way, hey, yeah, <laughs> hey, girl, um, <laughs> are you real? Um, <laughs> but no, are you alive? Are I you totally alive? botched that line. But you get what I mean. Mm. It's such a stupid thing to not tell her. It's not like she's going to tell anyone. And I feel like the show is just trying to manufacture um, this whole tension between, between them. them. When like really, like this is a military operation. She, they presented the idea to her and she signed off on it at the mm. beginning. Why would they not have just presented the full plan to her and be like, this is like classified. Yeah. No one can know this third thing because we want to make sure that it doesn't like infiltrate, you know. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I can think is like, 
that they wanted to keep that conflict going. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the show wanted to. Yeah, keep that's that what I mean. Going. The show. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um. Anyway, Adama, you know, drops Mike, leaves the CIC. Drops. <laughs> I don't know why he left the CIC as well. Like, mm. he. I thought he was going to go get in like a viper himself, but he just like went to the toilet. I thought or he was going to do that as well, know. and it I was, was weird. really excited. I almost feel like there was another scene that got cut where maybe he had something to do when he was not at the CIC because he leaves and then like he just reappears and I'm like huh yeah I really thought the first time I watched it that he was gonna go and get in a yeah me too and I was like yes that'd be amazing I want to see him come and like down for it back everybody up I know yeah no like because he can still fly right yeah and yeah yeah I mean those are heavy weights but, uh, <laughs> yeah, theoretically, he can theoretically fly. He can um, fly. Anyway, Apollo and the other Vipers head towards the asteroid. They're under fire from the Cylons on the asteroid, but they more or less outmaneuver them, um, apart from Chuckles. Mm. Rip. Rip, Rip Chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and we saw Cat again, actually. That was someone I recognised, one of the Nuggets. Like, yeah, yeah, I The one from her. episode five. Yeah. Um, and we saw Hot Dog as well. Yeah. Yeah, at the beginning. But did he die? Yeah. No. No, no. Cat and hot dog, still kicking. Still kicking? Chuckles, not so lucky. Poor Chuckles. Mm, poor one out for Chuckles. Mm. Anyway, um, Apollo has an idea. He heads in for a closer look. He pulls some flashy manoeuvres, even though this isn't an ego trip. No. Not at all. Not at all. Um, he just had to show off a little bit. Mm. Um, Ty and Adama just come back on deck. So, like, theoretically, all Adama did. Because when I rewatched this, I was like, did he do anything or did anything happen <laughs> while he was gone? But, it, yeah, apparently he just, like, went to get Ty. Maybe he went to pray. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Starbucks says something along the lines of, like, depends how... Maybe he went to find someone else, find someone else's wife <laughs> lost, <laughs> lost on another ship. <laughs> Without a flight plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, they come back on deck. They're like, let's blast these silence to hell. Uh, which was great. Um, Apollo decides to do this flashy fly into the conveyor tunnel, hoping it will lead him to the refinery. Very Star Wars. Like, oh, there's that one point. Let's not forget the Battlestar Galactica, and sorry to people who are, like, purists from the original series, but Battlestar Galactica, when it was first launched, it was a ripoff of Star Wars. It was, like, invented as a show to capitalise on the Star Wars frenzy and, like, make a TV show that would be kind of like Star Wars, but would be, like, you know a recurring serial show. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I didn't know that. Mm. But you know, like Firefly was basically that as well. Like as mm. much as I love Firefly, but the mm. idea was like, it was like a ripoff of the Han Solo character. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they were like, oh, this is really cool. What if we had a show that was like around What that? if he so, was the main person? So yeah, yeah, yeah. But like obviously very different yeah. in the end. Different universe. But then the yeah. filming in Firefly and Battlestar Galactica is really similar as mm. well. Especially the mm. planes. You haven't seen Firefly though. No, I've seen Serenity, but not Firefly. That's... Weird, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that, I, that will could get be to a Firefly. future future yeah. podcast. Yeah, watch this space. Let, watch this space. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was very Star Warsy the way he kind of like goes into the um, the I don't know what we call it, like the infrastructure, mm. um, the tunnel, and he pulls. Yeah, he you know he goes. Um, he gets he successfully goes through the conveyor tunnel. Um, he makes it to the refinery. Um, he finds the thing he needs to blow up, which I mean didn't look obvious to me, but you know this is what Bolter pointed at a map and told them they had to blow up. So you know, yeah, yeah. does it? It is very like oh, there's that one place in the Death Star that'll mm-hmm. blow it all up, which thankfully Rogue One explained. But still, yes. like yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true actually. Mm. 
I loved Rogue One. Anyway. Oh my God, so much. Yeah, really like, good. Like, let's have a bit of an appreciation session for how Donnie, freaking yeah. amazing. Pour one out. So good. So good. Also, I but love Felicity Jones, Everyone like, great. the most. Oh yeah, she's Felicity good. Jones is, like, one of my favorite actors in the world. <laughs> Sorry, had we to digress. digress. Yes, um, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, blows it up, gets to say, mission accomplished. Like, this was very... You know, again, very kind of um, 1970 in Star Wars. And um, like super just like ridiculous celebration. Yeah. Then they just have like a big old battle, like a big rager. So like with beer and yeah. they're just getting it everywhere. And I was like, you guys have really limited reserves of things. Why are you throwing alcohol at each other? I guess now they have fuel for 12 years. So they but can like not beer. power the fuel to find a planet where they can make beer. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, I did really love like the relief um, of the fleet in this moment. Yeah. Like the bagpipes come back triumphantly. Lots you know, of there's some girl love between Starbuck and the president where there they have like a, a really nice love. hug. Um, nice. Apollo says Bolter's advice was right on the money, and Bolter's like, oh, cool. My, my note was, how lucky can Bolter really get? <laughs> my note was, wiggly line. Was it the hand of God? Wiggly line. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, also could be described as how the fuck does he get that lucky? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. We're not really... I guess no one else other than Six knows that he is phoning it in most of the time. So they would just think he's super smart. They would just think he knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so there are soaring bagpipes. There are Top Gun vibes when Apollo, you know, gets out of his ship. And there's a really big long staring scene between him and Adama. Yep, yep. Because Adama likes to stand on the other side of the room to people and stare at them Mm. in celebratory scenes. Yeah. That's his party trick, really. (laughs) Um, Apollo gets some champagne showers going. That was weird. Yeah. Um, And Starbuck gives him her most prized possession. A cigar. Yeah. Um, which was, yeah, you know, feels. I had more feels about that than I did about him throwing the um, yeah. the lighter back at his yeah, dad. Yeah. Crashdown gets the girl. Um, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Yeah. I actually really loved Edward James almost in that scene, though. I just love I him, mean, like, looking all fatherly. He's great. Because you know he's never going to be like, you're done good, kid. Like, yeah. he's just like, give me my lighter back. Yeah. To exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I love it. I loved that scene. Even though I totally agree, think of better things to use that champagne for. Yeah. Champagne beer, what was it? I don't know. I mean, the way that he, like, shook it around, it looked like... Also, they kind of looked like a cross between beer bottles and wine bottles. Like, they, they had a long stem. I think they were just trying to make it not like our beer bottles. I know. Anyway, I know. whatever it was, it seems like it was a precious thing. Why is everybody precious throwing resource. it at each other? Because it was all going on in the background as well. Yeah. Everyone, everyone got to some. shoot, though. Like, wouldn't you have just had a civilised, like, Apollo, <laughs> like, you get, you know, one because, like, you save the fleet or whatever, and Starbuck, we'll you get one. For later. It's not like everyone... Uh, actually, okay, I guess they're like a military and everyone should get to celebrate, yeah. but... Uh, rations <laughs> isn't anyone thinking like us <laughs> could be frugal <laughs> um yeah no i love that scene though other than the wastage yeah um <laughs> we finished with six and bolter talking about the pythian prophecy and then she drops our favorite line all of this has happened before and will happen again um which we've heard before like, i'm an instrument of god i know what yeah and actually this is right you're right about um you know that serpents reference because she talks about it later mm. six says you know led by serpents numbering two and ten there's a later verse you should read it like and then i know. wanted to go read it and i'm like well 
that's not a thing we have because I don't have the Pythian prophecy and it Jeez. really annoys me. I'm sure on one of the wikis there is one I will look into. Yeah, it. I know, but I you don't, don't want to get spoilers. Yeah. So I, yeah. uh, but it was really frustrating to me because I was like, I will take Europe away. Mm. You're going to show me that page? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she kind of talks about this, or she alludes, I should say, to this confrontation at the home of the gods. And then she gets back on her favorite god train saying, you know, Bolter's hand was guided by God and that you know the prophecy and blah 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 and bolt is like you know what there's actually no other logical explanation for me picking i love that, that he brings place. logic into it yeah. yeah yeah because he's a he's a man of science lisa she's but, a no, woman no, of emotion he's an instrument of god oh, he's also an instrument of god which is what he yeah. says yeah do you think he's converted um i just don't even know <laughs> i mean i think that there's nothing that he will ever truly believe in more than his own survival mm. he worships at the altar of bolter yeah exactly bolter, the altar. altar of bolter oh <laughs> name of this episode love it name of this episode <laughs> the altar of bolter um yeah i just don't think i think that the minute that there's cause to doubt it he'll just be like oh i'm not religious again or yeah. like oh i believe well, in the gods twist, this hey. time yeah. <laughs> i don't think that he has the ability to um believe in anything more than himself although i picked my mvp for this board this wardrobe this this episode and it is definitely Bolter's bathrobe which is fabulous yeah I did see that fabulous they're not always gonna be Bolter related but I'm sorry (laughs) like I worship at the like altar of that bathrobe because it's fucking fantastic (laughs) like it's so so like Hugh Hefner in like the 80s yeah and because he's getting a massage it's just yeah yeah yeah, the chest there it's just it's just so much going on yeah but yeah yeah. okay cool MVP watch this space yeah Yeah. that was that was my pick for MVP (laughs) Um, you know, not like I got to the end and I mean, people did heroic things this episode. <laughs> Other people may have been responsible for But we really got to get some perspective on this. You know, satin patterns. <laughs> I'm down for it. Um, oh yeah, we should talk about Caprica because mm. there were a couple of scenes there too. My first line about Caprica is, ugh, they're flirting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think though, like what I really like about Hilo is he's like the everyman of this show Yeah, because he's perpetually confused <laughs> and tired and he just really wants to like work it out with his girl and like get off this fracking planet and like not get blown up. And you know, he's really cheery. He's yep. like, do you want some beans? Do you want some tin fruit or whatever? Like it's all like, you know, well, peanut butter. They had peanut, peanut butter. butter. And then, you know, Sharon's like, Ugh, no, I don't want that. I'm sick. So wait, why is she sick? So I was like, okay, there's some like, some theories. All right. So, oh, can we add these to your predictions yes. or are they just theories? No, well, okay. I had several things that I wrote down. So one of them was, is it because she's away, she's being disconnected from the mainframe because she is going rogue? Mm. Um, is she pregnant and is that a thing that can happen to Cylons? And is their ultimate goal to like procreate with the human race and like... I'm just writing these Maybe down. that's what the red spines are about so there were my two questions is it one is it one of those things am i do i have to tell you no of course you're oh. not allowed to tell me <laughs> do you have to write them I'm, down i'm writing them down i'm writing them down okay disconnected from the mainframe and or pregnant and or if that's the case can that happen and, and therefore if, is that what they want the well, silence i mean yeah to procreate with humans because there's only 12 of them so that must get boring after a while and also the um the red spine maybe that's what it is maybe they're taking in the sperm Ooh, that was so unsexy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no offense. (laughs) Um, Yeah, all right. Well, TBC. That's all right. My my spine doesn't glow red when I I have sex. (laughs) Just so you know. 
Good to know. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're going to find out about that. But mm. he always, you know, he, he thinks that it's because she hasn't taken her radiation tablets. I think yeah. you and I both know that's not the case because nope. Cylons don't really care about that. Nope. Um, and then, you know, he just looks after her. They discuss how far it is to Delphi. And then they hear these machines and Hilo, because he is like the everyman, is like, hey, I killed that lady. Like, <laughs> what's she doing? You know? Well, I think Boomer killed her. But yeah, um, it was that. And I was like, that's a legitimate thing. But also, mm. it's not really the time to chat. No. <laughs> but then I love how like Boomer just like, or Sharon gets on her like, let's move, mister. Oh, line yeah, again. Like, she just line like pulls that one up yeah. again. But he's kind of like, but wait, I'm still confused. Uh, <laughs> it didn't quite work as well this time. Whereas last time she was just like, hey. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's yeah. go. And let's he's just go. like, yeah, yeah, well, let's move. I think let's move, mister. Yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, legitimately confused, but also yeah. come on, pick your time and place. Like yeah. just chill yeah. on it right now. Just run away. Just get out and yeah. then think about it. Yeah. Um, Let's talk quickly about your predictions mm. what, before we do the counts. We'll talk well, about themes. themes. We'll talk about themes. Well, that, that was my predictions. That was your new prediction. And mm. then we still have ones that we were still waiting on was Bolter won't tell people about Galactica Boomer, which is, continues to be true mm. so far. Um, Gator being gay. There were some loving looks there from were. him. There was a nice hug with Bolter. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, but, I think that you this know, is... Look, as I've said, uh, if Gator's gay, it's going to come out in, like, in season four. Like, they're <laughs> not It's a long gonna, game. It, this is always the way it is with same-sex relationships in mm. television shows. It's always such a long burn. Mm, yeah. I mean, back then, especially. Yeah, yeah, like, I think yeah. he, now it's, like... Slightly different. A bit different, yeah. but... Yeah, no, you're right. Mm. Oh, and then the other ones were Six Caprica being different from the other versions. Like, sorry, Caprica 6 being different from the other versions. I don't Maybe. think we know that yet. Nah. And then Adama is not a Cylon. I mean... He's not a Cylon, come on. <laughs> All right, look, if you're happy to take it off, we can take it off. Well, I mean, we can keep referring back to it or we can keep it... I mean, you know what's coming, so you can just... I am the master. <laughs> <laughs> you can just uh, keep that for later if it's necessary. I'll keep it on the list just, just in case, you know. We don't need to address um, we it haven't, We haven't seen him do the Cylon test yet. Mm. So... Although you would think that would have been cranking along in the background while they... I was about maybe to say, you'd too think much Tilium fuel... <laughs> Uh, I don't even know. I think that's like, oh, it's yeah, you think too much episode. about something? Yeah. <laughs> Just hold that. Hold my beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And counts. We had three fracks, two from Starbuck, one from Bolter. We also had a frack from the guy who died chuckles. Oh, yeah. Okay. We can, yeah. He let's... was fracking as he was dying. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awful. Okay. Let's say four. Um, no, no, he was. He he was no, like, no, oh, I'm frack. not saying not. Yeah. I'm just saying let's do four. Um, <laughs> I thought you were having like fracking when he's dying does sound bad, doesn't it? <laughs> um, and Cylons. I mean, other than all of like the Raiders and oh. Toasters, we had two Sixers and two Boomers. Yes. Yeah, we had Doral, but only in the flashback, so I'm not counting him. No. Yeah. Cool. Themes? Any? I actually didn't write any themes down because it was like kind of like a lock'em sock'em, you know, action episode. Yeah, I mean, obviously, prophecy religion is one. That's true. Um, and snakes. I, mm, and I kind snakes of put, like the idea that everything happens for a reason because, like, that's sort of what mm. she's saying with the um, Tilium base. She's like, oh, well, it, you know, this thing might not seem like it's in our interest, but actually, it's like happening for a reason. So, kind of the idea uh-huh. of fate. Um, so that was one. 
but mm. I think we've addressed it before. I don't know if mm. there's much to flesh out there. Um, responsibility. So like Starbucks arc through, yep. um, through kind of being either on the ground or like in position like of control. Versus earned yeah. It's even kind of almost like a parental mm. thing, like mm. of like being a child and then like being a parent and sort of having to kind of relinquish control over the situation and, mm. and whatnot. Mm. Um, and then the other one, which is kind of a bit obscure, but I, I think is um, how to address a resource crisis. And so I was thinking a little bit about um, climate change, like, mm-hmm. not to get, you know, too much into politics, but like I was thinking about the way that we kind of approach at the moment, which is like, oh, well, these things are probably going to happen. And like, we're not really like proactively doing much. Whereas in this episode, we made a, re- and obviously it's a different situation, mm. but like we're running out of, um, we're running out of fuel as well. Like as a planet, like if you're talking about like traditional, like mm. coal and oil and whatnot, and we're sort of like, Oh, well, we'll just like let that happen. And like, I guess die. Mm. <laughs> Whereas like, they're like, Nope, we're going to go to the fight. We're going to go and like, we're going to go and fix this problem. We're going to go and get the Tilium. And I'm like, Oh, maybe there is a bit of a like lesson in that on how we should address resource issues because we mm-hmm. do have some that maybe don't seem quite as urgent right now mm-hmm. but are yeah mm. yeah no that's true and i think that the show does a good job of um i mean this is what i ultimately what i like about battlestar galactica is that it can um take on topics like this like trade shortages mm. or you know resource shortages that are kind of boring as an as a surface level theme and make them kind of palatable and action orientated yeah. um and use it to explore, yeah, like social allegory. Yeah, absolutely. Dynamic. And this is what I think a lot of good sci-fi shows do. Like, hmm. I know that's the thing with... Um, I bring it up every every fracking episode. The thing with Buffy <laughs> that's really good is they use demons as a metaphor for real-life things that happen. <laughs> Maybe we should have, like, a rule every time I mention Buffy, I've got to do like something. Like a swear jar. <laughs> like a swear jar, like a Buffy jar. Yeah. Actually, someone posted that on Twitter the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, that's me. Um, it's like they had a swear jar and a Buffy jar, and the Buffy jar was, like, way more full than the swear jar. Mm. Um, but, yeah, but I think that's a really interesting um, uh, way to address it, and I kind of i really like the way that they approached it to go and fight mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. awesome you don't have anything to add on that not really pretty... i just i feel like yeah no you've nailed it i have nothing to add <laughs> for once in my life yes <laughs> <laughs> um no cool awesome. well um next week Ooh, yeah do we want to talk about boomer and crash down is it the hand of god oh yeah well I just think that, you know, you mentioned before, like, oh, it's like, how lucky is Boomer? This has happened to her twice. And like, what we've certainly seen with Bolter is that he is very lucky. Mm. Things tend to work out for him. Um, I don't want to get into spoiler territory and there isn't anything in this because, you know, yeah. Anyway, it's just speculative. But I think that there is something in the machinations of Boomer being the one to like solve Find everything. Problems. Yeah. Yep. Even though she is uniquely placed as a Cylon mm. in the fleet whether or not we still don't know whether or not she is aware work, <laughs> work yeah. to her uh, silentness. <laughs> um, oh. Sorry. Our producer Tom loves, loves, loves us talking when we, about the term woke. We're a woke Cylon. I just think it's great. <laughs> we should get t-shirts. I think we should. <laughs> um, <laughs> woke like boomer. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, uh, yeah, no. And so, yeah, you're probably right. And I, and that's the thing, I guess it comes back down to the idea of fate as well. And what, mm. what might not seem necessarily at a time. And like, I think about this a lot in terms of like, 
um, I was having a conversation with a friend this week about um, the times in your life when you feel like everything's really bad. And so, and mm. often when you look back on that, it's like actually had, was a really positive turning mm. point. And the idea of like that as like a, all these things seem to be in, in the disinterest of the Cylon. Yeah. But maybe it's all part of a bigger plan of what yeah. will be better for them later. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. All this has happened before and will happen again. I've heard that. Mm, they, some people say. Some people say. Um, yeah. Well, next week we'll find out what is going to... Uh, next episode, I should say. Next episode. Not next week. Not we're going to take week. a week off. Um, the reason for that is because we have producing conflicts because our producer has a life that involves not Battlestar Galactica. Which is very mm. upsetting. Yeah, boo. <laughs> exactly. How dare you? But it's okay because we're going to come back harder, better, faster, stronger yeah. with um, the final three episodes. Yes. Including so, a special finale. Special finale. So we'll be back on the 1st of August. Um, well, 1st of August. Yeah, yeah, that's about right because it'll be the nighttime in Australia. So morning yeah. in America. Um, we might do a little social media stuff in the meantime. Um, and then we will be back for our double episode finale feature, which we yeah. are going to work out what we're going to bring out we... something special and we're going to talk <laughs> about it, it next time <laughs> <laughs> but yes we will do something special to celebrate the end of the season um those who have watched it before will know that the um final two episodes are uh, part one and a part two um so we're going to look at both of those as a whole and um, do a super long episode super sized yeah. yeah um but yeah in the meantime you know get get on the social twitter and insta you can see what we're doing in the meantime there um and leave us a review um any feedback corrections you know, ideas. We love it. Love it. Email us, tweet us, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye.